0: Today on We Here, Tyra Banks is the new host of Dancing with the Stars. Is this the comeback she's been waiting for? We know why Jim Carrey wanted the cancellation of his show Kidding Kept Secret. And Matt Damon has brought havoc to Brooklyn by moving into his luxury penthouse. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six. No. No. Yeah. Another divorce
1: splashed across page six.
0: Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And I'm Ian Moore.
1: Welcome to We Hear,
0: a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Today's story that we're going to kick things off with is that Tyra Banks is the new host of Dancing with the Stars, something I did not see coming.
1: Yeah, it's funny. The show confirmed that it was going to go in a new direction, a new creative direction, and that its longtime host Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews were leaving. But I have to admit, I didn't see the Tyra thing coming either. And to me, Maggie, the most interesting part of this story isn't even that Tyra Banks is the host of the show. But if you look at the story closely, she's also been made an executive producer of the show.
0: How about that? That is how you do it. In a statement, Tyra said, I've been a fan of DWTS since its beginning. The fun mixed with raw emotion, seeing celebrities push past their comfort zones, the sizzling dance performances. It's always transported me to my days of turning it up 10 notches on the catwalk. And then she made a reference to Tom Bergeron's exit. Tom has set a powerful stage, and I'm excited to continue the legacy and put on my executive producer and hosting hats.
1: Hmm, Good use of the word sizzling. You don't hear that very much.
0: Um, Good use of the word catwalk. It's very... Don't you forget I'm Tyra Banks, queen of the 90s runway.
1: So the thing also about this story before Tyra Banks was named the new host and executive producer of the show that caught my attention was when Tom Bergeron he actually tweeted out of the blue that he was leaving the show so mm-hmm. i wonder if he and i i was impressed by that because his tweet said earlier this week just informed at dancing abc will be continuing without me and he's been on the show for 15 years so i kind of liked that because in my mind it seemed like he was breaking ranks i mean usually abc would make of a- Sort of formal announcement about this, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked it that the that the wily old veteran, yeah, you know, was he's getting like... in a last sizzle as he as he sashayed into the sunset and was like, you know what, like f your announcement, I'm just like I'm I'm tweeting it, you know.
0: And Erin and it... Andrews is also out. She was only on the show for six years, but it's still a significant amount of time for a reality show.
1: Yeah, Tom Bergeron had also tweeted. That said, what am I supposed to do with all of these glitter masks? Obviously wear them for coronavirus. But the uh, yeah, and then the other shoe dropped, the other tap, the other Capizio dropped (laughs) when Erin Andrews confirmed that she was leaving and ABC had to say that they were moving in a new creative direction. I think that one thing that also hadn't crossed my mind until they named Tyra Banks as a replacement pretty quickly. So I think the Tyra deal must have been in the works and Bergeron kind of put the kibosh on that and just made his own announcement. um, Was that, you know, the show, it's not an incredibly, I'm not a huge DWTS fan. I mean, I have watched the show and it has seemed though, like it's not the most diverse show on TV, at least in terms of the hosts and the judges you know, Mm -hmm. with Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews. So I think that the Tyra hire is smart because A, you have someone who, she obviously has all the right experience. She has also produced a lot of TV behind the scenes. I had actually written, you know, sometimes I, I, I will look up clips on someone and then all this stuff pops up and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I didn't know that. And then I pull it up and it's like by Ian Moore.
0: Oh. I'm like, oh,
1: who knew? I broke so, this story. There's so surprise many. Surprise yourself! I can't keep track. On to the next. But the um, when she left America's Got Talent, and there was a shakeup there because remember she was the host of America's Got Talent. I had written an item that said that she wanted to concentrate on producing because mm-hmm. she had actually produced a TV movie on an ABC network called Freeform that had yep. actually done very well and. I reported at the time that she was getting all these offers to to actually produce TV. She, of course, also was a creator of America's Next Top Model, and I and uh, you know she had her own talk show, which didn't work out. The other thing, which I forgot too, I mean Tyra's had a lot of ups and downs mm-hmm. in the biz. I also forgot. Do you remember she had a show with Chrissy Teigen called The Fab Life? Oh my God, and you're it,
0: bringing me back. It,
1: yeah, I had I totally forgotten about it. And the thing that's sort of inconceivable about it now is that the show was a huge flop. This was only back in 2016, but Fab Life, it was a disaster basically. The show the show only lasted three months on the air and then Tyra Banks quit because she reportedly didn't like the direction of the show, according to our report of the time. It had poor ratings. There was also behind the scenes, rumors of a rift between her and Chrissy Teigen, which um, Chrissy Teigen then came out and denied and the show got canceled. And it was just a total dud. Flash forward to now that show seems like it would be a hit.
0: This could be the comeback that we've been waiting for from Tyra. You might remember that back in May, there was a lot of backlash surrounding episodes of America's Next Top Model. Like, I'm talking about a clip from 2006 that resurfaced. In the clip, Tyra tells Danny Evans, someone who was competing for the spot of America's Next Top Model, that she would never be a cover girl because she had a gap in her teeth. And she encouraged her to close the gap to advance her modeling career. So mm, there was can't a lot of with the gap. There, which is not true. I mean, look at um Slick Woods, a very famous model who's very successful, trademark gap. A lot of a lot of people have gaps in their teeth and it makes them unique and beautiful. Anyway, it was very problematic. People were upset, and then a lot of challenges on the show started coming to light because of resurfacing on Twitter. So Tyra has apologized and she said been seeing the posts about the insensitivity of some past a n t m moments and i agree with you looking back those were some really off choices appreciate your honest feedback and i'm sending you so much love and virtual hugs i mean i will say they made a lot of television history there are gifts from america's next top model some people say gifs i will take gifts to the grave um that will live in infamy on the internet like Tyra, we were all rooting for you. We're well, all I, rooting for you,
1: right? Well, I think, yeah. Well, also this other judge. Remember Jay Manuel from the show?
0: Yes, yeah. He, he was also on for a re- number of seasons.
1: He recently came out and said that he felt uncomfortable objecting to Tyra Banks's comments on America's Next Top Model.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, she she's had some controversy lately. I'm just hoping she 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 brings Miss J into this dancing with the stars. I'm
0: just hoping she makes the show a little more exciting.
1: Well, I do think that the show, right. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, it has this ballroom pedigree, right. And a, a lot of the judges and a lot of the thing, like it stemmed from sort of ballroom dancing. And maybe this is a new creative direction to just move into some different styles and sort of types of, of dance. And I mean, I guess we'll see next if there's a shakeup with the judges. It seems like that panel could use some fresh blood to me as well. And there are some, like, if I was working at ABC, which I don't, um, right now I'd be thinking that there's some pretty interesting and fun and cool casting that you could do to reinvent this show.
0: Jim Carrey's Showtime series Kidding has been canceled, and Ian knows exactly what was going on behind the scenes.
1: I do know Maggie from my inside sources. Wait, this sounds like they well, were my psychic sources. They know they're. <laughs> we
0: we've got we've got a psychic on speed dial. Don't test us. That is
1: true, actually. Should be calling him in for more of these stories. So basically, yeah, I had a story that, so Jim Carrey's show, Kidding. Showtime, after I called them yesterday about my story, they they put out an announcement that the show was canceled. But it turned out, my sources said that Jim Carrey's show, Kidding, first of all, did you ever watch Kidding? Because not very many people did.
0: No, that's why it's canceled.
1: That's a very <laughs> good point. Actually, it's funny, after I, only when I when I did the story about its cancellation did I suddenly want to watch the show because i didn't realize it's like executive produced by Michelle Gondry etc. anyway the show was actually canceled months ago i had heard but jim carrey wants to win an emmy and he wants the show to win an emmy and so i was told that the showrunner for the show and the executive producer did tell the casting crew months ago that they were released from the show it wasn't coming back But to keep it a secret because Jim Carrey didn't want it out there because it's Emmy voting season right now. And in fact, because of the coronavirus pandemic, the dates were all shifted to to later than usual. So Mm -hmm. Emmy nominations are going to be announced this year on July 28th. And the voting Mm -hmm. ended, I believe, July 14th. Um mm-hmm. the, the voting or thirteenth, the voting ended this week. So Jim Carrey wanted to keep it under wraps if the show had been canceled because he thought it would affect its Emmy chances, because if the show's canceled, you know, people wouldn't vote for it. So I guess we'll see on July twenty eighth if
0: his uh if his
1: plan worked.
0: In your professional opinion, how much of an impact do you think a cancellation would have on Emmy nominations? Well, I think
1: yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think if the show were longer. So the show only ran for two seasons. So I think if it was a show that had been successful and had had a longer run it wouldn't be as much of an impact. But if it's just a show that ran for two seasons and it's on Showtime, it's not coming back. The viewership, mm-hmm. according to reports, was in sort of the tens of thousands of people, you know? So I, I, I would think that Emmy voters might want to reward a show that was coming back or had more of a chance um, or had had more of an impact. But the thing is with, with Jim Carrey, so he also, this month, he just put out a novel. A novel? Yes. It's called Memoirs and Misinformation. And basically, it's a novel. Very
0: misleading title there. You would think it was a memoir. Well, it's a sort of Charlie
1: Kaufman-esque. Actually, funnily, Charlie Kaufman also just put out a novel. They both just came hmm. out at the same time. Hmm. And the Jim Carrey book, um, which he co-authored with a writer named Dana Vashan, it centers on a character named Jim Carrey. So it's semi-autobiographical. And the, the book starts out with him holed up in his Brentwood mansion, lamenting that he's stooping so low as to accept a role in a movie called Hungry Hungry Hippos in Digital 3D. I would see that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I've seen
1: any movie. Totally. I you Good know point. what's so I always wanted Hungry Hungry Hippos. It was like yet another thing that I didn't like an as seen on TV thing that I didn't get because my parents wanted me to have like a carved wooden toy that was like <laughs> crafted by elves in Norway. And I was like oh I just God. want goddamn Hungry Hungry Hippos. Like I remember the ad like Hungry Hungry Hippos, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Anyway, I
0: had it. And let me tell you Hungry, hungry hippos. You had hungry, hungry hippos. I did. On the ad, everyone's like gently tapping the levers, and the hippos' mouths are open. But my sister and I would just like slam our hands into it, and the board would flip. And it was always like, ah, like let's just massacre these poor animals trying to eat marbles. I don't. I don't know that you missed out on it a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now I would actually see that movie too. So basically, but the thing that's interesting about the the book and this hungry, hungry hippos fictional film. So far, is that we got
0: to write that? We got to write that film yeah. well, Jim Carey, I
1: mean, Jim Carrey is obviously he always has like one foot in the sort of art movie world, which he has mm-hmm. been rewarded for. Like Man on the Moon, he won a Golden Globe, The Truman Show, he won a Golden Globe. He was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And Michelle Gondry, who directed that, was an executive producer of this show, Kidding. But in the meantime, if you look at the movies that he's been in most recently, he played the bad guy who I believe is Dr. Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog. And he hadn't mm-hmm. really been in a movie for a few years before that. So I think like, I understand his wanting to be rewarded for this show kidding. Cause it's like, he basically is in hungry, hungry hippos. It's just called Sonic the Hedgehog. And you remember the big headlines about that movie was that when it was, when the trailer came out, people freaked <laughs> out cause they thought Sonic's <laughs> teeth looked so weird <laughs> And they had to yeah, redesign so then they his
0: teeth. teeth, yeah. yeah. So it's
1: like you're that. So so Jim Carrey is like the second banana to an to a digital hedgehog. So he's kind of like, like a make-
0: banana to digital veneers, if you think about it. <laughs> Not even right. a hedgehog, but the <laughs> dental work.
1: Yeah. So it's like I think you know the novel is like commenting commenting on this. So I think like it's like obvious that he would want to be rewarded for this. Show Kidding, which was kind of an experimental show in which he played a kind of Mr. Rogers-like TV host, and there were all these crazy guest stars on the show kidding, like Ariana Grande and Tyler the Creator and Dick Van Dyke and Blake Griffin, and it was sort of surreal. So I guess we'll see on July 28th if Jim Carrey's plan worked. Now, the one thing, though, that I... I, My favorite thing about this story that I have to say is that when I reached out to Jim Carrey's rep for a comment about what happened and why he wanted to keep the cancellation secret and the show being canceled and what he had to say, similarly to Tom Bergeron, Jim Carrey had a sort of mischievous sense of humor about the whole thing. And Jim Carrey's rep sent me back a quote from him that said, Jim has already given an exclusive comment on this to the Salem town crier.
0: I love it. I I love a rep who plays the game. If things weren't tough enough on the streets of Brooklyn, Matt Damon has caused quite a scene by moving into his luxury penthouse.
1: That's right, Maggie. The mean streets of Brooklyn Heights.
0: I mean, you could be on on worse streets. Pretty cushy streets over there. Hey, I have to
1: say, I was, like, hassled on Montague Street all the time. Actually, you know what's funny, though?
0: I actually Even the street names sound Tony. It's funny. Montague, Pineapple, all of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, the North Heights, like cranberry, pineapple, orange streets. But they, but, but the, uh, actually, I really never had, in the Heights, I have to say, like, I never had too much of a problem. And in my, um, my neighborhood, Carroll Gardens, where I grew up, but the, um, whenever I went to Park Slope, that's when I would get, like, absolutely, like, chased, harassed, punched, assaulted. There would be a lot, anytime I went to Park Slope, there were a lot of people chasing me around and yelling, kill the preppy.
0: I mean, if you want to come visit me, I can shout it at you as well.
1: <laughs> kill the preppy.
0: That could be <laughs> my novel. Things. That's my semi-autobiographical
1: kill novel. Yes. Kill the preppy.
0: Anyway, back to Matt Damon. So Matt Damon, you might remember, was stuck in Ireland until late May. And he was like the I talk to of be the- sure. It was the talk of this ritzy Dublin suburb where people were just like having sightings left and right. And he was like a little darling. Now he is back stateside. And you might remember he bought a penthouse in the Standish, which is like a very famous piece of Brooklyn architecture for those not in the know. It was a former hotel, right? Yeah,
1: it was a former hotel. It's one of the taller buildings in the area. It overlooks the Brooklyn Heights promenade and has like amazing views of the city. And they redid it um, as a residential luxury building. And a lot of movie stars have reportedly bought apartments in there, um, including Jennifer Connolly and Paul Bettany. And, and Matt Damon had bought the triplex penthouse, but he hadn't moved in. And apparently neighbors noticed, well, how could they not notice that the street um, outside was completely shut down and there was an enormous, and we ran a photo of this um, in page six and on page six.com of this enormous crane, you know, I mean, like a giant, huge crane that was just like lifting, I guess, endless objects in this case i want to say endless objet (laughs) this is so fancy it was i mean
0: it is it's pretty fancy it's worth noting that when he bought this penthouse creation in 2018 it was brooklyn's most expensive apartment at the time he bought it for 16.5 million
1: yeah so he was moving all this stuff up to the roof um and people were kind of joking, like, when's the, the – they excited to see the grand piano going up there. <clears throat> but I guess um, there are some neighbors who have begun calling the building the standoffish.
0: Ooh, clever.
1: Um, but I guess people were a little bit annoyed that the street was blocked off and that all of Matt Damon stuff was going up there.
0: I mean, Matt Damon is really – he's – he might just have moved in or in, be in the process, but he's very much proving himself to be a real New Yorker right now. A global pandemic is going on. Pissing everyone off. A global pandemic is going on and he's about his real estate, which is the ultimate New York move. Yeah. I got to give it to the guy. Yeah. I get, That's what I get. makes you a New Yorker well, being we'll cutthroat when it comes to real estate. It's you know, not being born here.
1: Now, if you blocked off the street with your crazy crane and, had to send all this stuff up to your 16 point five million dollar apartment what would you do because he hasn't been seen we should mention he's not there the stuff is being right. moved in but then he you rock when
0: he when
1: when you arrived to move mm-hmm. in what would you do to assuage and appeal to your neighbors to be like you know what yeah like I need a crane to move all my crazy like my sculpture garden onto the roof but I'm actually, I'm a pretty cool guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I might burst into the gladiator. Are you not entertained? There's nothing else going on. This is giving that neighborhood something to gossip about.
1: God, I thought you were going to say you'd bake them banana bread.
0: I'm not a banana bread person, Ian. That stuff is not good for you.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. But I, um, yeah, it gives you banana bread belly. So, um, look
0: like a banana bread.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, well, but by the way, I just also want to say that after we ran this story yesterday, as reported by our own Emily Smith, I should say last night I could not sleep. I was up very late. So Mm. I started watching until like two in the morning Ford versus Ferrari, the Matt Damon Christian Bale movie. Have you seen that one?
0: I have not, but I heard it might be like a visual lullaby, as in it's sleepy. It's truthful. amazing. It's, really? It's a
1: great movie and it made me realize it's just like Matt Damon, amazing actor, maybe not such a great neighbor. Controversial neighbor. Amazing actor, controversial neighbor, but we'll see when he moves in. I'm sure we'll be hearing about it in the 11201.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zarah Williams and Melissa Casares. We would love to hear your ideas for the show. Send us email at podcasts at nycoast.com to hear the latest we hear episodes be sure to subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or any of your preferred podcast platforms and please don't forget to leave us a review we will be back next week with more page six exclusives see you then